Good evening, everybody. I wanted to go ahead and talk to you guys today about essentially building an emotional foundation in your BDSM 24-7 dynamic uh, in your relationship, whether you're DS or MS, assuming the majority of my listeners are DS dynamic. Um, This is going to be a a topic that really hits home uh, and kind of puts into perspective you know, how to pay attention to what's going on in your relationship emotionally. And that's what I call building a foundation. Now, building a foundation in your relationship can be an extremely difficult challenge, depending on who you are, you know, your history, what kind of, uh, you know, things you've been through in life and your tolerance to how you deal with emotion. It's different for everybody because some people, you know, have a big wall, mentally speaking, Uh, And it's kind of hard for them to, you know, be emotional and some people aren't. So this definitely varies per person, but I would, I would think in general, most people can build a strength or tolerance to be able to kind of do this and get through it. Um, This is how I do it. And I am a person who has a big wall Uh, over time. I've, I've been able to kind of drop my wall when it's necessary, but this is how I do it. Now, think about your submissive out there, dominance. Think about them like a Roman keystone. That's what I do. Now, if you don't know what a Roman keystone is, Roman keystones are one block that allowed the Romans to build massive structures. And without that one block called a keystone, the structures were unable to support their own weight and would cause the entire foundation to crumble. And that is how I think about the importance of a good foundation emotionally in a relationship. It's like a Roman keystone. You have to make sure it's strong. You have to make sure it's stable. It's that one thing that holds everything together. So your submissive is the key to your growth, not just their own growth. Now he or she is what makes you strong and you have to accept That it's your responsibility as the dominant to ensure that she is proper, to ensure that she is proper for you, however you feel is necessary. And that way you can continue to grow that structure together. Now, building an emotional foundation may not come natural for everybody. So be aware that it's not always going to be a healthy way of development for you if you show any signs of instability. And that's a big deal. You, you guys, you have to think. BDSM is not therapy. It, it should never be used to solve something from your traumatic, you know, experiences. Um, it's not something I would suggest. I'm not saying that if you have trauma, you shouldn't be into BDSM. Absolutely not. I'm just saying that it should not be used to try to cure trauma. It's not a healthy way to go about things. So using BDSM as an excuse to release some of your darkness inside of you that comes from a traumatic experience is not something I promote. Now, moving on, working with your submissive should never, ever, ever, ever be a job to you. If this is difficult for you to do, if it is hard for you to be dominant or it's hard for you in your relationship, it's probably best you don't pursue something like that. This is a passion, love-driven experience between two people. That's what it is. 
Um, if, if you're not passionate about it, you're in the wrong area. Now, specifically for dominance, this right here, I would say, is for dominance who are in complete control of their emotions, desires, their and their needs. In other words, dominance who have a strong thought space, or as I like to call it, balance. I always call this balance. A strong, you know, self-sufficient, independent dominant who is in control of their emotions, who, do, who is not impulsive, who has patience. That right there is what I would describe as someone who's really good at building an emotional foundation. If that's you, then that's great. So step one, let's start on how to build one. Step one, observing the land, as I call it. Observation is the key to discovering everything. The most important thing that observation helps you discover is weakness. If your submissive steps out of line, or commonly argues, or becomes impulsive, or shows any type of emotional instability, observation is where everything makes sense to you. And I can't push that enough. If you just watch your submissive closely and pay attention, then everything will come become clear. If you're not paying attention, then you're not going to see the signs. You're not going to see what's going on in their life. So find the source of the problem. You can't do that without observation. And if you can't find the source, you can't solve it. Your submissive is not always going to come to you and tell you the problem. Sure, that would be great if everybody did, but not nobody's perfect. You know, there's a lot of times your submissive's not going to just tell you. And in some cases, they don't even know what the problem is themselves at the time, whatever they're going through. You know, so it's your job as the dominant to find that through your observation. It's your job as a backup, you know, in case she can't tell you or he, in case your submissive cannot tell you. Observation. You, things can't be hidden from you. You're going to be on the same page. That's how important observation is. Every facial expression every tone of voice, every hand gesture is literally a trail to the source of their pain or struggle. Now, your submissive speaks to you through their body language. And if you plan to build a foundation that's really strong, then this is the first and often the most difficult part to master. But you must maintain your composure, have great self-control, and focus on your observation without letting your emotional feelings get into the way of understanding your submissive through this whole experience here. Now, you know, you must remember that every person does have a different tolerance level to emotion. And it's something, if something does not seem like a big deal to you, it's important to realize that that doesn't necessarily mean it's not a big deal to your submissive. So saying things like, you know, you're overreacting or things like that, Generally, I wouldn't suggest going that route. Um, I mean, if that's something that works for your relationship, I guess that's fine, of course. But, I mean, what is a big deal to you may not be a big deal to your submissive and vice versa. Everybody has a different tolerance to emotions. Everybody has different triggers. And so it's important to be as sensitive as you can going into this, um, you know, into the foundation aspect of things. When you're in role when you're role playing and going, you know, you're taking things to a different level, however you want, you want to be mean, you want to degrade. I mean, that's all good, you know, fun and good. As long as your base is love, that's kind of what I'm pushing here. 
Um, so that's why you observe and you find the source of their fears, weaknesses, instabilities, all observation. So once discovering, you know, what the issue is, then you can begin working on the next step by helping them overcome these issues. You know, whether it's small things like just comforting or talking or, you know, help them focus on getting balance within themselves. You know, whatever their issues are, if they have a weak tolerance to things, you know, if they get stressed easy as a dominant, help them, you know, be the be that one that can, you know, take their stress away. That is what I would push. And you can't do that without observation. So that's very important. Uh, moving on, step number two would be digging out the foundation. A good base is essential for your submissive's emotional state. In other words, you don't want to go from zero to a hundred when training your submissive, and a lot of people do that. They go from zero to a hundred, or they discover BDSM and they're very excited about it. So what do they do? They jump in blindfolded, no idea what they're doing, no direction where they're going, and they just want to go, 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 go. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, for me personally, uh, I don't think that I could have done that in a healthy way, personal perspective, just how I am. But a lot of people do that. They just go from zero to a hundred, you know. Um, and I wouldn't do that, especially when training your submissive, you know, who has assuming emotional blocks they're not balanced you definitely don't want to go zero to 100 and just start throwing protocol out high protocol out right off the bat and just keeps adding and adding and adding every day and you don't want to overwhelm them so the first step after observation is to seek balance a comfortable growing level of you know, protocol and the whole relationships standards coming up with things and just have fun with it. You guys, that's the most important thing is just have fun. Be at peace with yourself. You know, stepping stones are not something you can just simply throw down. You must be extremely precise on how you do it and ensure that the ground underneath is stable and safe for building a tall structure. And that's what you want. You want a tall structure. So I'll give you some examples here. Um, example one, your submissive comes to you and the tone of her voice is negative. So you can, you can take that observation right there and tell that there's some tension going on. Now you observe her closely, ask a few questions and discover that the source of her emotional imbalance is because you speak to other submissives. Now, you discussed the terms prior to your relationship, and you both agreed to be monogamous, but you as the dominant are simply speaking to them and nothing more. In other words, you're not doing anything against the rules which have been negotiated prior. There are a few things wrong here in this situation, but as far as you can see, it's a jealous-driven imbalance from your submissive. Now, if you thought this was the end of your observation, you know, during this you're mistaken. You cannot simply tell your submissive, hey, get over it. Nobody can just get over jealousy, okay? Whether it's based on insecurity or whatever, you can't just tell them to just deal with it. I mean, you can, you can say that, but it doesn't mean it's actually gonna go away. <clears throat> it just means that 
depending on the submissive, they're either going to hold it in, you know, and that's going to keep the tension between you two there, or they're going to just keep trying harder to fight it or fight it, or fight it, or they're just going to flip out. I mean, there's, there's a lot of alternative, you know, outcomes to saying, just deal with it. So it, it's a lot higher chance to be a negative thing. So I wouldn't suggest that. Now, you can't just tell them to overcome jealousy. You must understand that jealousy is a highly impulsive emotion. And it's like kind of like a virus. It consumes the emotional state of mind. And it's like having an angel and devil on your shoulder. And the devil's just telling you. Duh, 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 duh. And it kills trust is what it does. So it's your job as the dominant to be, you know, the antidote. But remember, you're, you're not your submissive psychiatrist. That's super important. So rather than simply speaking to other submissives or, you know, going the other route and giving in to what she wants, you know, stay strong. Focus on the imbalance and try to find a creative way to correct the, the situation, the imbalance you two have. And when I say find the source of the problem, I mean the specific source, not like the topic source. There's more going on inside her. There's always more. It doesn't just mean she's jealous. There's more. If you dig deeper, there's more. And that's why this is about digging the foundation. You must sit her down. Speak with her directly. You know, show appreciation first and foremost. Hey, thank you for being honest. Thank you for telling me how you feel that you're jealous. You know, if she approached it in a, in a, in a good way, you know, show appreciation for that. That's, it's nice whenever there's expression of honesty. It's always good and should always be rewarded. If you got upset or angry, you're not in balance. You know, if she came to you and said, hey, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm feeling pretty jealous that you're talking to these submissives. And you go, hey, fuck you. You know, that right there is going to make it to the point where your submissive doesn't want to come to you anymore. Why, why would your submissive come to you at that point? If all you're going to do is flip out or get upset or get angry, then you just broke a path of honesty between each other. So always be positive to honesty, even if it, it you know, hurts your feelings or makes you feel, you know, challenged or, or not like you're not trustworthy, whatever the case may be. Reward honesty, number one. Keep that path available. So always encourage, always encourage honesty. And communicate in a calm voice if you can, you know, and be stern. You can be stern with your submissive only when you, you know, there's an overreaction or boundaries are being broken. You should never be stern or mean or cruel to your submissive if the reasons on being so haven't been discussed prior. So just think about that, okay? So now moving on. You've encouraged her to be honest and to open up with you, which is generally the hardest part. And she responds, I think you want them more than me. Okay. Now this is a wonderful this is this is wonderful progress. If you you know, if you're offended by the comment that your submissive thinks that you want other submissives more, then at least you're honest and faithful. You, you know, you're doing good. However, if you show that you're offended, You'll fail the opportunity to build on it and grow something that's there because honesty has to be supported. And by encouraging the honesty, you're giving your submissive confidence to come to you, to always be comfortable coming to you and be fully honest with you in the future. So that's that path you want to keep open. And if you respond, you know, offensively, then you risk dishonesty in the future. 
So always make your submissive feel safe and secure being honest with you, regardless of the offense. It doesn't matter how bad it is. Honesty is honesty and should always be valued. So show some appreciation and tell your submissive, thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for the bravery to come talk to me, especially if it is difficult for your submissive to approach you. A difficult topic, you know, a big mistake maybe your submissive made and still comes to you and is honest with you. That's huge. That is huge. So make sure you say, you know, I appreciate that. Because without brutal honesty, you can't you can't build past a certain point, which means you can't keep growing that emotional tower. Because without that, you know, without honesty, a lot of emotional digging, assumptions, tension, insecurity, all of that is, is the cause of it. If you don't show that you appreciate your submissive's honesty then you risk all these negative things coming about into your future. And it just comes. It's just going to creep up on you. Trust me. It'll just creep in there. And it'll happen slowly. And you'll be, you'll get used to it. And before you guys know it, you're going to be in some trouble. So after you discovered the true source, you figured out what the issue was. You guys talk. You communicated. Beyond the jealousy, you figured out she's afraid. Or he the submissive is afraid that you will want this person to stop person and stop wanting your submissive. That's the fear. So don't confuse it with insecurity. It's fear. Insecurity is where the person feels like you'll abandon them. You know, your submissive feels like they'll, they're, you know, they're on a lower level than the others. Now that is much different. Fear is the true source here. And now that you discovered it, it's your job to solve it. So that is your first stepping stone, is to solve your first issue. Here we go. Now you know the source. You've told your submissive that it's not true, that you don't enjoy other submissives more, and that the accusation or the the feelings, you know, are, are, are misguided. However, you do understand that your submissive is going through something, you know, jealousy, feeling jealous, and it becomes difficult to kind of return to balance at this point. So in order to build your first stone, you need to be creative. This is your, this is a chance for dominance to be creative. Now, this is how I would do it. I would apologize. I would apologize to my submissive and not overreact. First and foremost, I would inform my submissive that everything's going to be okay. You know, they may or may not feel better right off the start about this and that you can begin. So now I would cultivate and be creative. You know, you're going to use the source of the problem as your ammunition. That's what I do. So for my submissive's development, I would use the source of the problem as ammunition for solving the problem. In this situation, I would develop a plan. While speaking to the other submissives, I would purposely leave an opening, for example, to mention Lexi in a positive way that ensures she's held at a higher standard than others, if that makes sense. So for an example, saying something like, I absolutely adore Lexi. You know, once this has been said, you can offer for, you know, I would offer for Lexi to view the conversation or something in that nature. And then I can kind of observe her and read, you know, her reaction. And so if her facial expression shows pride and happiness, then, you know, you can be glad that the stone's being built properly and she's, she's feeling more secure, less fearful. Um, you know, and if you're, you know, you're observing her reaction during this and there's more imbalance, then you must develop another system. Be creative in a different way because 
It's just more effective in helping your submissive overcome the fear. You don't want to just let it be there. You know, I, I mean, you can. I personally just don't. Um, I don't want any, and I don't want to call them flaws because they're not flaws. You know, I love Lexi for who she is. Uh, everything about her, what people may see as flaws, I don't see as flaws in Lexi. Um, so I'll say the general perspective of others would consider many things flaws, being heavy set, um, you know, society's expectation on things. I can tell you, there's a lot of people that prefer heavy people, so it doesn't make it a flaw to them. To be flawed, first and foremost, is relative. There's no real such thing as, <clears throat> you know, this is a flaw in general. Um, because a flaw, one man's trash is another man's treasure. That's all I'm going to say. So moving on. Now, this is how you should speak to your submissive, you know, from this point on. Especially if your submissive shares, you know, the fear or the jealousy or anger or anything. When your submissive shares with you at all. This is you following through as a monogamous dominant. Be aware that the stepping stones are not only for your submissive's development, but for your, de ugh, your development as a dominant also. Once you incorporate systems like this and you always communicate, you always observe your close like this. You build this trust, you know, it becomes your system. And you're not only teaching your submissive how to overcome imbalance by teaching yourself how you should be behaving in accordance to what best suits you and your submissive's growth. You are always honest with each other this way. There's less anger because you're you're not getting mad in return. You're having self-control. You're talking about it casually. You're being creative and solving the problem of the jealousy by intentionally mentioning good things about your submissive. You know, maybe easing up a little bit to make it more comfortable. Uh, allowing your submissive to view your phone, you know, to help build trust. There's so many things you can do to break something like this. However you want, you're creative, you're the dominant, do it your way. You know, as you notice, you as the dominant just didn't say, I'm not going to speak to him anymore. You know what I'm saying? You're not giving into your submissive. That's not how this works. If that makes sense, because your submissive has an imbalance. You don't. You're comfortable talking to submissives. You're comfortable being who you are. Your submissive is the one with the imbalance. You don't want to give in to this imbalance. You want to solve and fix the imbalance. You're correcting it so that you guys can mold together as a team and be comfortable. You should never have to change who you are because of somebody's imbalance. You know, you should be balanced together so that you're both comfortable, whatever the situation is. So in the process, you're correcting this, this whole issue. And you're also teaching yourself, you know, you're learning about your submissive in this process, how to help your submissive become truly happy, you know, simply by just changing the way you speak, the tone of your voice, you know, everything makes a difference. And most of our language, you know, most of the English language, I should say, isn't even coming out of your mouth. Body language is everything. You know, tone of voice makes a big difference. I'll tell you that. Tone of voice makes a big difference. When when a dominant, when a submissive misbehaves or breaks a rule and a dominant tone of voice changes, I can tell you that can instantly jump a submissive into a headspace right there, just, just by the tone of your voice. So don't underestimate how powerful your tone of voice is. So be careful. 
if you're if you have a sensitive submissive be careful with the tone of your voice so anyways in the end this is pretty much what i'm hitting on you know on this topic here once you've mastered the system and your submissive no longer you know has the fear of you speaking to others then you you've built your first stepping stone and i'm only giving one example today um in this uh podcast here i just wanted to give one example of a stepping stone and how you can be creative you know how everybody can do things different different jealousy is a common thing that's why i wanted to talk about it a lot of people get jealous there is a difference between you know being afraid being insecure and being jealous there's also a big difference between overreacting and underappreciating so just because you're submissive you know you feel like your submissive is overreacting according to your perspective may feel like you're underappreciating the situation from your submissive's perspective so take that into consideration because not everybody who expresses themselves highly is overreacting you know a lot of people who overreact aren't actually overreacting they just feel more intensely so that's another thing to consider you know me personally i'm i'm that way also i feel very intense so i'll give you a couple categories of stepping stones that need to be built that you don't want an imbalance with and you don't want to give into and you always want to build these things trust is number 1 now trust is the main category and i'm going to go ahead and give you some subcategories that fall underneath trust jealousy falls underneath trust meaning trust being the category jealousy being the subcategory for trust which means if somebody's jealous there is a lack of trust somewhere inside of that jealousy period period that is just how it is this whole i trust you but i don't trust them thing no don't listen to that that's bs if some if your partner is jealous there is some amount of lack of trust find it solve the problem keep trust strong it's the most important thing in any relationship in the world not just bdsm vanilla that is a subcategory another subcategory is fear if your submissive feels fear in your relationship that is because they don't trust you they do not feel safe so all of this is going around trust i'm explaining to you how important trust is so jealousy they feel jealous because they don't feel confident in in themselves or or something around them that causes them to have a limited amount of trust in you if you told them everything's fine and they had 100% trust their jealousy would vanish same with fear another subcategory the next subcategory is insecurity they don't you know they're insecure about themselves if your submissive is insecure about themselves then that is goes back again to the main category trust is lacking if you tell them i think you're beautiful and they had 100% trust in you then they would feel beautiful when you said it so insecurity another subcategory the next subcategory of trust is faithfulness faithfulness is huge 
If someone does not trust you, it may cause them to be unfaithful. And you that's very important too, because if somebody trusts you, they're always going to be faithful. Because if they came to you and they were honest and said, you know, hey, I'm sorry, I have feelings for another person. And he said, well, your feelings are misguided. They never love you as much as I can love you. And you trust that person 100%. Well, guess what? They would take your advice, listen to you. You know, they would they would try everything in their power to see what you see and go from there and keeping faithfulness strong they would stay faithful in the worst situations last but not least subcategory of trust is dishonesty if you don't trust someone you're not going to be honest with them it's period you know it's as simple as that so when you don't have trust looking at all these subcategories when you don't have trust in your relationship you cause jealousy in the relationship you cause fear in the relationship you cause insecurity you cause lack of faithfulness and you cause dishonesty think about that that is how important trust is so i think that's probably that's just one category i won't get too into all the other categories but i'll go ahead and just say them and then i'm going to end this podcast we're almost at 30 minutes here trust and you just heard all the subcategories here's all the other categories trust motivation desire happiness satisfaction drive affection self-sufficiency love those are nine categories that make your relationship perfect and if ever any of those categories are imbalanced you need to find the source through observation Find the source and solve it. Do not give in to imbalance. Ever. And that is it.